Good morning, folks. Good morning. Shall we begin our worship by singing some praise? Would you stand and sing with us, please? One, two, one, two, three.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to United Methodist Church of the Lotus Hills. I'll just mix that up a little bit. We are a vibrant community, spiritual community, learning to love God, love others, and serve the world. My name is Randy Wilkinson. I'm sure you don't know that. And Patty and I have been worshiping here for almost 13 years. And Cheryl asked me to tell you something else about us. And there's not much except we love to travel. So about four years ago, we decided we'd just sell our house, move into a rent house, and spend our time traveling. We've been doing that ever since. And of course, we're out of money, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad to, worship, uh, to welcome you to worship here today. As Christ welcomed us with open arms and a loving heart, we too welcome you. Wherever you have been, whatever you have done, no matter your past or your present, you have a future. Christ came, lived, and died to ensure that future. If you're a first-time guest with us, we would ask if you would please fill out this blue card, give us a little information about yourself, and then you can put it in the offering box as you leave. If you have any prayer requests that you would like to share with our prayer team, we have several options. You can fill out this yellow card. It's, it's in the pew, back of the pew pocket, or the back of the bench. Forget it. It's in the pew pocket <laughs> in the back of the pew. So, or it's out in the foyer, too, so you can find one there. And if you'll also fill that out and put it in the offering box as you leave. You can also go to our webpage at www.hhumc.com, and then on the home tab, uh, select the prayer request. And then another thing you can do is you can join our confidential prayer group on our Facebook page. Just search for Holotus Hills United Methodist Church and ask to join the group. Now we'd like to share a few announcements with you about what is going on in the life of the church. On Sunday, August the 21st, all students, teachers, school staff, anybody else associated with school can bring your backpack, your lunchbox, your briefcase, your purse, or whatever you use during the school year to receive a blessing over the new school year, either at the nine o'clock service or at the 11 o'clock service. And guess what? It's nearly time. The pumpkins are coming. <laughs> and we're looking forward to serving our community with our pumpkin patch ministry. If you're interested in helping with the planning committee or working the patch, please let us know. You can sign up out at the welcome desk in the lobby and we, we will contact you as we get started. As usual, we are excited to share pumpkins, pumpkin bread and community service during the month of October. Also, don't forget the giving for the Pilotus House of Neighborly Services uh, in the Welcome Center. You can drop off school supplies and food toward the food distribution event at Coons Elementary School. And that'll be on Saturday, August the 20th from 12, uh, 1 to 2 p.m. while supplies last. They new need volunteers. They have had over 100 families sign up for this. So if you would like to volunteer, I'll leave this out in the information out in the lobby and you can check to see who you would contact to get, get that information going. Let's see, also August the 25th is our next fellowship dinner and it's gonna be a potluck dinner and we need volunteers to sign up. So there's a list out in the, the lobby also. So if you look at that list and sign up if you may. 
Now I'd like to introduce Karen Baldwin, who will share a mission moment about our bagpack ministry. Hi, I'm Karen Baldwin, and I hope you can hear me in the back. Would you wave your hand if you can? Fantastic. Okay. I'd like to talk with you about the Bagpack Program. This ministry started in 2015 to serve students that were food insecure for the Northside District, school district. Economically disadvantaged students qualified if they were eligible for free or reduced price lunch. In 2020 and 2021, Northside had 46.2% of their students that qualified under these criteria. Hunger has both psychological and physiological effects on the body that makes learning substantially difficult. HHUMC has continued to support the backpack program for two schools in our community. Wonky and Thornton Elementary Schools. Thanks to the Tuesday and Thursday Bible study ladies for packing week after week after week. We really appreciate that each bag going home contains enough food for breakfast and lunch plus snacks to last through their weekend when they're not getting the school supplied lunches and breakfast. On Thanksgiving, Christmas, and spring breaks, the food items are doubled. At the end of the year, we pack two boxes of food to send home to assist with their summer needs. We are asking for your continued support for this program, either monetarily or through food donations. There is a sign-up sheet on the Welcome Center for food items. Please designate financial contributions for the bag pack uh, program. Thank you for your help. And here we go for another year. Thank you, Karen. Now our director of Christian education, Jesse, would share some announcements with us. We got all the announcements today, don't we? All the announcements. That's a good thing. Our church is active and doing stuff, and what a wonderful blessing. Um, today, right after service, we are having safe gatherings training in the fellowship hall. If you are interested in starting your safe gatherings training, um, this would be the one to come to. It's our step two, which is kind of like a PowerPoint presentation, and uh, I'll be leading it. You don't have to know how to use computers. You don't have to know how to sign yourself up. You can just show up and start your training. We will have the third and final step on Thursday, the 18th at 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., also in the fellowship hall, so you could complete your training all in one week. If you have done the safe gatherings um, gauntlet before, I shouldn't call it that, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it can be like that because it, it can be difficult to get your training done all at once. You have to do a webinar with them, and um, sometimes it's hard to get that into your schedule and into theirs. But you could do it all in one week, this week, if you choose to. And we would love to have more safe, uh, certified people in our congregation. It is a very important program we do. 
and a very important ministry to guarantee that everyone is safe who walks through our doors. Um, and it is required as part of the United Methodist Church, as part of our conference, that we comply with this. And we are, um, we are growing towards what it means to be in compliance towards that. So I thank everybody who's given their time to ensure that safety of our congregation. Uh, we had a youth day yesterday at main event. Uh, there was a lot of laser tag and bowling that happened. Um, there was some pizza. Uh, if anybody tells you that I chickened out in the gravity ropes course, don't believe them. I got up there. I did. I got up there, and um, it was high. So, but I got up there. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun, and the youth had a great time laughing at me and shooting me in the back with laser tag. So uh, thank you to everybody who came out. Our next youth day, if you have a middle schooler or a high, school, is, uh, high schooler, is on this Saturday, the 20th. We're going to have a pool party. Uh, Michelle Lynch's in-laws have actually volunteered their uh, pool and their house, and they're making lunch for us. So you can come on out to that. If you need to have somebody carpool your kids, just get a hold of me. It is um, Nacogdoches and 410. So it is a little bit of a drive, but they are being wonderful and gracious, and we so appreciate them offering their space for that. Uh, I, think, I think that's everything. We've had enough announcements. Anybody else want to make any announcements? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We do have somebody back there. Lorena. Our scripture reading today comes from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12 and 16 through 19. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever will have confidence on the day of judgment, in this world we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now let us pray. Dear Lord, we are in awe of your love and ask that you show us how to love one another with your perfect love. We are grateful for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, sent that we may live life abundantly through him. Help us to live fully into the gift of his life and love given for each of us, from the last to the least. From this day forward, in all the days of our lives, lead us to live in confidence and perfect love and never to allow fear a place in our life. 
This we pray in Jesus' name, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think we'd all agree that this world needs more love, and so as we sing this song, please think about the way you can bring your love and light to the world.
Okay, we're going to have the kiddos come forward for the children's sermon. And we're going to talk to you guys about a really special gift. Can you, can you stand up? Can we do that so everybody can see what we're doing? Yeah? Okay. So I'm gonna, we're going to pass this down the line. Nate, you're going to get it first. Can you guys tell me what you notice about that? It's a little heavy. It's heavy? What about the outside of it? It's brown and it's wrapped. Is it like exciting? <laughs> it is. It is exciting. The paper itself isn't right. Have you guys ever picked up a book and looked at the cover and thought, "Man, this doesn't look like a good book." No, you haven't ever thought that. I know I have. I've picked up books. And I'm like, "Well, that looks boring. There's no picture on the cover." But we can't judge a book by the cover, right? Because the cover doesn't tell us exactly what's inside. And it's true about what you're holding in your hand right there. Noella, can you unwrap that outer layer for us? Just the, just the outer layer. I bet birthdays were fun at your house. <laughs> you can do it. There we go. Wow. Show everybody what that is. Now it is wrapped in superhero paper. And I wonder if that book has a lot of stories about superheroes in it. And so it's pretty awesome to have that paper to remind us that there are a lot of stories about heroes and sheroes. And there's funny stories in there. Like, do you know in that book there's a talking donkey? <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of funny and interesting stories. So maybe let's take that paper and you can unwrap the next level. Or do you want to let Ruby let's do that? Let's pass it to Ruby and let Ruby do it. What could be next? Wow. Wow. So this layer shows us what's inside is gold. What does gold represent? Um, the, the cup of Jesus, I think, was made of. The cup of Jesus? How about um, like a normal kid would answer, what does gold represent? <laughs> treasure, right? Money and treasure. What's inside of that book is absolutely treasure. It's special to us. And if we read it and we learn it and we set our heart on it, it'll be our treasure too. In fact, there's a passage in that book that tells us that our heart should focus on that treasure. So what do you guys think is inside there? Why don't you unwrap that last layer and find out? Oh, we're actually peeling the tape off. This is not how birthday parties go in our house. I promise it's not. There we go. Ooh, it's a Bible. Wow, look at that. That's a beautiful Bible. In the Bible, we call that the Word of God. And when we get the Word of God, we study it, we open it and read it, and we study all the words. Those stories belong to all of us, and these words speak to all of us, and they tell us who we are and who we belong to, that we belong to God and that we are God's people. Amen. That, the Word of God lights our path, right? I know you guys have read scripture like that, and it shows our feet where to go. It guides us. So we're going to say a prayer and thank God for that gift, okay? Let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes, and say, Dear God, Dear God, thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for the gift of your word, which guides each of us, which guides each of us to better understand you, to better understand you and your amazing love. 
and your amazing love. In your name we pray. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to exit out for Spark Worship. My name is Cheryl Broom, and I'm your pastor here at Hellotus Hills United Methodist Church, in case you're new to this place. Let's just take a few moments to continue our prayers together as we pray for all the teachers and administrators and parents and students as they prepare to start this new school year. Lord, prayers of our thanks and a humble request that we would get more rain. Lord, Prayers that God will end any divisions found in our home, in our schools, in our workplace, in our government, and even in our church. Lord, hear our prayers. And now let's just take a few moments where we can take our heart prayers before the Lord in silence. O Lord our God, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. There is no one like you, and when we consider all that you have done, your great power and your great restraint, we are overwhelmed. You are so good and kind to us, and you never fail us. You never give up on us. Help us to release all our worries, our fears, our anxieties to you. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit, the comforter, that whatever we're going through, we have someone who's advocating for us. Please align our hearts with yours today so that we can give you the glory you deserve. Now and always, we thank you and praise your glorious name as we pray together the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. One day, while driving to work, the thought suddenly pops into your head. Did I turn the stove off? And you mentally retrace your steps, and you still cannot remember whether you turned it off. Well, you probably did, right? But what if you didn't? Anxiety begins to build as the image in your head shows the stove catching on fire, your house catches on fire, and then, just then, the car ahead of you slams on their brakes. You grip the steer wheel tightly and you hit your brakes hard, stopping just in the nick of time. Your whole body is surging with adrenaline. Your heart's pounding, your palms are sweaty, your knees are shaking, but you're safe. You take some deep breaths, Wow, that was close. Merely hearing this story may have evoked for you some level of worry. Or maybe you're thinking, did I turn the stove off this morning? <laughs> Fear, worry, anxiety, it's all around us. And today we're going to hear what Jesus had to say 
about worry. Let's go to our Bible. In the pews in front of you is uh, page 882. And we're going to read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Now, when you open the Bible, you know, sometimes they have little headings over each chapter, 882. This one usually says, do not worry. Hmm. So let's look together at Matthew 6, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For that is the Gentiles who seek these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble's enough for today. This is the word of God for the people of God. Now, we're human beings, and every one of us experience worry and anxiety and fear. Well, most of the time, it's all in our head. Our brains, our thoughts, control our fears. And our brain is an amazing part of us. It helps us to live and breathe and function. It helps us to even be here today. Our brain helps ensure a quick reaction, like hitting the brakes hard. And it also imagines catastrophic threats, like leaving the stove on. The truth is, worry can limit our lives. It can limit us in so many ways. When we worry and we get frightened, sometimes we cannot sleep. And then we may have nightmares. And some people get so, so worried that they can't even leave their home. They're stuck in their homes. Worry can affect us in terrible ways. And some worries are genuinely stressful life situations. But other worries... They're due to psychological reasons or physical reasons. And if you're having out-of-control worry and anxiety and fear, it may be time to talk to your physician because you might have a medical condition or a psychological condition or see a counselor that can help you. See, there is nothing to be ashamed of if you need help for anxiety. Christians also often find help from doctors and counselors who care for us for our mental, emotional, and physical needs. 
Now, it's pretty normal for us to worry, right? When our fears and worry, they're often deceptive, and they're not even real. So that overcoming our fear is an important topic for Christians to deal with because worry robs you. It robs us from living the life that God has dreamed for us to live. Now, Jesus used the word worry, which covers things like anxious concerns, our fear about the possible danger or misfortunes. The English word for worry comes from a German root, and the root means to strangle. Doesn't it feel like that when you worry? It feels like you're being strangled. Worry chokes us, and it keeps us from moving forward in life because we're too busy imagining all the things that could possibly go wrong in the future. Worry occupies a very precious space in our mind and in our hearts, and worry can virtually immobilize us. Worry can make us sick. It can make us have pain and prevent us from moving in a positive direction. Corey Ten Boone, who was a survivor of a Nazi concentration camp, once said this, worry is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength, carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. And worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. And Jesus said this. All right, you're writing this down on your notes? Do not worry. Jesus said this, and Christians, all of us, want to follow his instructions. We know that we are far more important to God than the birds of the air, than the lilies of the field. But at times, it is challenging to follow his commands. See, we live in the real world, right? We live in an age of anxiety, and there are many reasons for us to worry, right? Unfortunately. But real-life stresses, they impact our lives. And yet Jesus pointed it out. What are those three words? Do not worry. See, Jesus knew that we were going to worry, and he wanted us to take control of that. Now, fear is a normal human response to a threatening situation. It prepares us to either fight, freeze, or flight, to run away. And fear can sharpen our reaction. Worry is like fear, and both deal with the threat of danger. But fear and worry differ in that fear is for a clear and present danger, identifiable threat. Fear is when we're actually in trouble. It's like a sense of danger that you get when a storm hits or when a strange dog runs at you, right? Worry is, or fear is safe. But worry, however, is the sense of dread without an immediate threat. Do you see the difference? Fear, something's happening bad right now. Worry, I think something bad could happen in the future. And therein lies the difference between the two. Anxiety rises when we worry about the safety of our loved ones, when we hear a strange night in the middle, noise in the middle of the night, or when we have a work project or homework due that we haven't completed. That's worry, right? Worry and fear of things are fear of things that may never, ever happen. I read about a study from um, Penn State University, and they said a whopping 91% of worries were false alarms. 
put that in your notes, 91%. And the remaining 9% of the worries that did come true, the outcome was better than expected. And they wanted you to know that one of every four, none of their worries came true. You see, we worry for nothing. And yet today, the level of anxiety and fear in the world is the highest it's ever been. Now, here's the real problem with fear and worry and anxiety. It interferes with our life. Acute anxiety, worry, and fear results in a full body experience. Now, Roy will tell me if I'm wrong, but here is how your body responds to anxiety, fear, and worry. First, your pupils dilate. Your jaw clenches. Blood, vessel, blood vessels constrict. Our shoulders tense. Our breathing is shallow. Our heart races. Our skin turns cold and clammy. Our stomach increases production of gastric acid, and our gut tightens, causing pain and nausea. All non-essential body processes switch off. Digestion stops. Skin cools. The blood is diverted from the viscera. How you like that, Roy? <laughs> and your small muscles into the outer. Large muscles prepare for a burst of energy. You know, like to run or fight. When our breathing quickens and becomes shallow, our heart races, the blood pressure skyrockets, infusing our body with oxygen while our liver releases glucose for quick energy. The entire body is suddenly on a state of high alert, ready to freeze or fight or flee. This is our built-in response, but it is designed for emergency use only. It's not designed for us to react like that every single day, sometimes many times throughout the day. And our body reacts to acute worry and anxiety exactly as it would for fear. And you know, all these chemicals that go through our body that quickly wreak havoc on our body. And it happens time and time again. Short bursts of adrenaline helps to equip us to run and escape physical danger, but the body does not know the difference between the fear of being attacked, the fear of being fired, the fear of failure, the worry that something's gonna happen. Our body reacts the same. And that is not good for our body. The long-term effect of fear and anxiety hurts our body and reduces our response. We can't enjoy life if we are constantly in fear, if we're constantly worried, if we bear anxiety. And maybe that's why the Bible says over and over and over, some 365 times, do not fear. God did not intend for us to spend our days preoccupied with worry. So how can we overcome the darkness of fear and worry and dread? Well, Jesus said right here, first, seek the kingdom of God. And one of the primary ways we seek God's kingdom is through the Bible. Wasn't that fun to unwrap the Bible today? You know, the Bible is a pretty amazing book. Did you know that it, is written, it was written by over 40 people? There are 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. 100 million copies are said to be sold every year of the Bible. It is the best-selling book of all time. How many Bibles do you have at home? One, two, 
All right, Carol's doing this. A million Bibles sold just to her. <laughs> and yet the Bible's complexity can boggle great minds, and it's simple enough to be understood by children. It is the most widely read, most fiercely debated, and the most quoted book in history. And between the pages of the Bible, you will find the truth to believe, promises to claim, commands to obey, examples to follow. The Bible is more than just a popular book. It is God's owner manual for us. It is our owner manual, and God developed this and wrote it and provided it to us that we might have trust, that we might have hope, that we might believe, that we might put worry away and trust in his word. We can learn and pray and meditate on verses, and it's also fun to kind of personalize the verses. For instance, the reading that Randy had this morning from 1 John 4.18 there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So when you're worried, why don't you say these words in your head, meditate over them, chew over them, and you can even put your name on there, like I do. Cheryl, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. There are so many verses that you can put your name in, insert your name as if God is saying it to you, as if Christ is giving these words over to you. There's also another one that I love, too. And as I think and pray and breathe, the worry just fades away. You can personalize scripture by putting your name in. Okay, so now, in the Matthew verses, put your name in. Go ahead, say your name. Cheryl, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, about your body, what you'll wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. You see how cool it is to put your own name in there like Christ is talking to you. You can do that, and worry begins to melt away. And you don't have to buy that new outfit after all. Okay, maybe you do. I don't know. So here are some other tried or true ways I want you to think about, maybe write down, about how to put away worry. Number one, when you notice you're beginning to worry, stop. Turn your attention to God. Pull out your Bible, find your most favorite Bible verses that teach you how to put away worry. You may want to start a journal and write those verses down so that they come to you readily and quickly when you are worried. Because Christ said it, those three words. Do not worry. Put that in your journal. And when you start to feel worried, pay attention to what's going on in you and turn to God. The second thing, pray. Pray to God about what's causing you worry. God wants to hear from you. You are beloved, and God wants to spend time with you. So tell God what is worrying you, and then listen for God's response to you. See, so many times we get worried and consumed with things, but we don't go to God. We just stay in our little worry bubble. Go to God in prayer and say, God, I'm really worried about this, and I need your help to put away worry. Because I know what Jesus said. Amen. I, I love Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians 4 is amazing anyway, but Philippians 4, 6 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, 
but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Karen is echoing those words. She knows them by heart. Okay, thank God in prayer. The next thing is thank God. When we start thanking God, miraculous things happen. Worries and fears fade away. And you know, we did the ABCs of God a couple weeks ago, the attributes of God. You can do the ABCs of your thankfulness to God, starting with the letter A. When you're worried, I'm going to be thankful to God. What would A mean for you? I always say apples. Thank you, God, for apples. B, books, banana. C, church, children, cats. D, dogs. E, everyone, elephants, Carol said. Everyone. You see, you go through these attributes, A, B, C, Ds, you know them, all the way to Z. And by the time you get to Z, because unless you're thankful for zebras, it's going to be hard for you to find that one. What? Zeus. Not Zeus, but Zeus. Then you are able to kind of put your worries aside. You see, when you divert your mind off of what's worrying you and onto thanking God, amazing things happen and the worries fall away. It's super easy. The final thing I'm going to tell you about is mindfulness. Mindfulness is a very popular thing these days, but you know, Christians have been doing mindfulness like for some 2,000 years. And what that is, is stopping, maybe have a scripture verse that you like. Um, I like, uh, I think it's Psalm 46. I frequently do that. Be still and know I am God. So you, in mindfulness practice, you're paying attention to your breathing. You're staying focused on your breathing. When little thoughts and worries come your way, then you can repeat that verse, whatever you use. It could be a word, peace, power love, Jesus. Whatever that word is, you breathe through it and let those other thoughts just kind of float away from you. Uh, it reminds me of Philippians chapter 4 again. Karen will probably know this one too. Verse 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's in scripture. When you're worried, go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Think upon these things. See, remember, Jesus came to set us free from worry and anxiety and fear, and you need not live in fear. You can move out of fear to faith you can begin to see your life as Jesus sees it. You can begin to see yourself, your worries, your concerns, as Jesus sees them. And then you can choose love over every single worry in life, over every single circumstance. Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our friend, showed us the way. Imagine if you can. Imagine seeing your life as Jesus sees it. Isn't that awesome? If you saw yourself as Jesus saw you, you would never worry or fear or fret or carry anxiety ever again. Pretty soon, you will naturally and completely 
turn all your trust and love to God to banish every single worry, fear, and anxiety. And to that I say, thanks be to God. Amen. So how do we respond? We give thanks. We always sing the doxology. Do you know that's a song of thanks and praise to God? Romans chapter 12, it's in the Bible, says that all of us have given, been given different gifts according to the grace that God has given us. Some of those are faith. Some of it is ministry. If it is, then minister. Some of it is teaching. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's giving, then God has given us a variety of gifts. So I invite you now to think about what those gifts are and share those with the body of Christ. And if you'll stand as you're able, then we will sing together this song of thanks called the doxology. As we respond also in like kind, showing our neighbors and our friends God's love and peace, we go out into the world to do God's work. And, and we do that through our mission statement. You remember it? Uh, they put it up there again. <laughs> well, Bobby knows it. Close your eyes and say it, Bobby. Oh, he does. He doesn't want to do it. All right, let's say what our mission is together. The mission of Holotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I'm so proud of you. If you have decided to join Holotus Hills as a member, you can come forward. So I think you're ready now to leave this place and go out worry-free. And when people try to ooch that up in you, you have some tools available to you to let the worry go because Jesus told us, do not worry. Isn't there a song about that? Oh, it's Bobby McFadden. Yeah. Do not worry. Trust in God. Trust that God loves you and is going to have the best for you. And remember, 91% of what you worry about never happens. Go forth with Christ's love and peace. Amen? Amen. Amen.